Alright, in three, two, one. Konnichiwa, mi gente. Welcome to the Shinobi Unfolding new season. I am your boy Jay Igla, aka your mother's boyfriend, aka the uh head kage of the of the brand. And it's it's great to be here once again bringing new um a new episode it's been a while i appreciate everybody who's been giving us support throughout the years it's just been a um it's been a little bit uh a journey yeah a journey you know how it is we waited for seven eight years for attack on titans we waited for nearly uh 11 years for season two of devil works as a part-timer i mean it's okay to take breaks as long as you return and that is the key of life is is to always try and never give up that that is the the thing so uh doing a solo uh you know shout out to my to my other kages shout out to jl omk monte the professor lumillion uh senpai uh king kai dave uh shout out to you boys I'm really proud of your achievement and everything that you guys been doing out of the podcast itself. Uh, hopefully we, we schedule them because honestly, I, I don't know everybody's schedules anymore, but we'll, we'll definitely work something out. hundred percent. We will. So uh, in this new season, we'll definitely try to talk more of anime's review, personal thoughts personal feelings you know into certain shows not all the show because uh you know it's it's hard uh my uh jl posted something really really interesting and i'm hoping to be able to get a screenshot and post it around right here where it as you can read you know it's did we gotten weaker you know as we get older uh not able to binge 12 episodes 24 episodes a day uh a uh, hundred episode within two weeks you know and as crazy as it sounds it does feel like the older we get the harder is to retain information as well uh continue to push you know what i'm saying i mean shout out to those who are able to do it I don't know what type of energy drink you're in or what's the secret of it, but kudos for you. But for an average Joe like myself, you know what I'm saying? An average protagonist who just get hit by, uh, you know, randomly by a strike, uh, a lightning strike, you know, and I become, you know, Flash or, or you know, Killua or, or Pikachu for all we care. <laughs> Pikachu. <laughs> Uh, it's really interesting to see like you know those who are able to pursue it because they're truly passionate about it and i am still passionate about anime i i still enjoy it um part of the reason why i'm coming back to the podcast is because um you know it was a little deal a little something i wrote in my uh vision board that i will would have started season six and is this season six Yep, season six. And, <laughs> and the reason um, for it is because it's, you know, this is my therapy. You know what I'm saying? And in order for me to do this, I have to do the work. I have to get put in time. And luckily, 
I have put in time to watch a few of my favorite, or I should say, enemies that still attract me. You know what I'm saying? Because we have to understand, uh, and we've spoken about this many, many times. Anime is it's for everyone. You know what I'm saying? Every there's a genre for each viewer that chooses to watch this beautiful community, this beautiful artwork, this beautiful, um, you know, world that we embrace and enjoy since we were young, since the tsunami time. Shout out to tsunami uh, in their 25th anniversary. And it's really, uh, you know, hard to talk about more of the more uh, hot topic. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's one about the uh, skeleton knight uh supposedly it has one of the craziest uh first episode um to compete with goblin slayer i don't know how that how true that is but it does have my attention um there's anime about love like building your own girlfriend have not watched it but slice of life anime seems always my type of cup of tea there's some dark ones berserk you know what i'm saying or um can't think of one because that is not my field i know my place and that is why when i bring in the hokages into an episode or bring in a guest to the episode you know we're going to talk about those type of topic that they're comfortable with but today we're talking about one so um two of the animes that i would like to talk upon is the rising of the shield hero and spy x family now the rising of the shield hero if you guys remember during season two with me and digidara when we were doing the twitch live and everything on his uh stream uh it was a show that we were excited to watch we would you know finish work come to my house watch the video and talk about it and i i'm feeling nostalgic i'm feeling like this is a area that i want to start the episode with um and and just relive season two bit let's talk about episode one and, uh, and, and we're talking about both one and two but let's just talk about episode one is it me or was i'm the only one who was confused about certain characters in the show like i do not i don't recall the uh the head uh you know swordsman that was training reptilia and all of these demi humans on how to use a sword i don't remember her in season one at all and i never ever ever some little chris jericho for y'all i don't recall greenhead uh i think her name is risha but um yeah i did not i don't recall her at all and I'm ashamed to say that I did not do my due diligence to rewatch season one of the Rising of the Shield Hero just to recall this. But you know, as I stated in, in the opening statement, we are getting older, and somehow our spirit and our energy seems to be weaker. But we should we should continue to push on and keep on trying. So I was confused about those two people. Then things got really spicy 
there was no time for a fuller episode or whose mother is this or that they just went straight to the action the invasion of the spirit tortoise uh demons we're talking about the bats and the yetis and we see reptilia and we see uh, our little bird just going at it going pop pop boom boom and i'm like yes and then rise in the shield hero himself just you using the tornado shield and other combination and leveling up amongst the, the the you know his squad it was beautiful oh my god how how embraceful how enjoyful um i think i'm not gonna be uh i'm also editing these episodes too so i don't believe i'm gonna be able to get a green pass from youtube and showing like clips so i'm just gonna find some in imagery to tell the story okay so you know for those who are watching it i'm not gonna put clips just story like pictures alongside so thank you oh so it was just great just seeing that the artwork the the battle the combination everything like that boom boom all right cool but then things got very interesting towards the end and that was the meeting of the four heroes with the queen and my question is because i have not read the manga and those who read the manga shame on you don't try to ruin it for others let us speculate let us embrace you know this type of uh moment all right and then we'll try to read the manga later on <laughs> but i'm gonna say it was really interesting in the conversation the queen knew the scenario it's the the awakening of the spirit taurus uh, tortoise and then the only person who was willing to take the job was the, the shield hero the spear the bow and the sword decided not to pursue the job because they were preparing for the wave now if we remember carefully the wave countdown is frozen no wave is going to occur because of what we learned in episode two so why are the other three hero neglecting to work alongside with the shield is because he's that powerful is he that badass did he really embarrass them that bad and humble their ass if from uh the end of season one who knows but the truth will come out now knowing that the shield hero is taking this job and he's taking you know the bird reptilia and now risha which again turns out she's a lover she is in love with the bow hero she chooses to train with the shield hero to be stronger to be in, at his side and i ask myself what the f like why but then again i don't know the whole story all i know is that the bow hero always kept her away from the group because she was the weakest and she didn't want her to die which is a it's a it's a it's a, it's a, it's a way of showing love you know it's a way of showing compassion it's a way of showing um hmm words uh you know like he cared about her but at the same time he didn't want her because she was also weak 
Mofo, why didn't you do the slave contract and love, let her level up with you? If you truly care her or care about her, why did uh, the shield hero had to do that task? And what's really interesting too, it was not by forcing them like he did with Raptalia. Nah, he said, if it's within your will for you to do this blood uh, contract with me, I'm okay with it. I don't care. Just do your job. <laughs> and I love that. I love that about him. So that element, it, you know, keep us, you know, a little bit more humane, keep us more uh, intrigued of what could happen later on within the show. And, uh, you know, I'm glad they didn't go too crazy with uh, Raptalia uh and how you know she's also a hero to to among her people she just you know continued to be that humble uh uh warrior that badass hopefully she wins female character of the year again but that's here no there so in episode two enter and we finally see the open credit which was the scene ending credit of episode one but i did not know that until i saw episode two when i you know saw the open credit which is all right a little bit you know they give a little bit teaser a little bit of what's going on but it's all right it's all right um and what we learn is they arrive to the area and they you know once again they fought against against the yeti and the bats and they found this person who turns out to be a human form demon slash spirit of the Taurus whose job was to be a spy among the human because in order for things to be in the ecosystem live needs to be sacrificed in order to maintain the peace among the beyond world and it was like episode two was very very political it was very very insightful but at the same time I'm like I'm I'm not buying it this is this is not much of a uh of a buildup. This is just informative. It's good to understand cuz you know what they say, if we don't study history, it will repeat itself. So, it's it was informative, but at the same time, it was just a little bit a little bit too long for my taste. But I'm not the author, I'm not the director, I'm not the uh the person behind the scenes so i just gotta you know be right in the wave right in the wave so we learned you know she was a spy she was doing her job uh you know because of the shield hero and the other heroes saving lives not a lot of sacrifice or souls were being taken away to maintain the seal against the tortoise but then some the tortoise and then somebody decide to break it and i'm asking who is this Kabuto look like? What, what is he doing? And I just got to know it's, you know, it's near nor there. Now, what's going to happen? Um, I feel like he is a, one of the main villain for this arc. But I'm also wondering if he's one of the seven star heroes. This is something that was mentioned in episode two. So we know about the four Cardinals uh, hero, which is the shield, spear, sword, and bow. And now there are seven other heroes, which could have been, we witnessed three of them at the end of season of 
season one, but we may have not. So hmm, it's really interesting. I do want to end with this. My, my thought of the wave, my belief of the wave, it was really interesting from the ending of season one. And I think I mentioned it too on, on our podcast before. I believe the wave, if it's a form of a multi-universe battle, you know, battle royale among two worlds, a higher being, given access for these worlds to collide, you know, the land of the bees, the, the plants, the sea, the, 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 the alternative universe and, and warriors. And you guys have to fight through in order for your world to be in whole. I believe that could be part of the story, which, you know, it's not a bad concept, but I'm not sure if it's true. This is just my idea of what the rising of a shield hero could be, because it's just very interesting that the scythe hero, the fiend hero, and I forgot if there was one more, they tr transported to the other side at the end of the uh, season one. So I'm like, hmm. What, what more can we learn from season two? So, well, a recap of Rising Shield Hero is one, the Shield Hero is still a badass. Especially when he used that Wrath Shield. Oh my God. Him creating the crates. Wow. Wow. Really good. Two, he doesn't give a damn. He take charge when he needs to take charge. I, badass. Three, uh, there are seven uh, star um heroes we're going to be learning from and for we're going to figure out how this man is going to cut the head of this humongous spiritual turtle so that's my thoughts and a little bit of a recap of the rising of the shield hero now let's talk about spy x family now i don't have the name of the characters in front of me i do apologize however i do want to talk about how well this story is all right this first episode has given you a little bit of everything whole synopsis of the story is just a spy has one mission he has to get this one dude bad guy within seven days however he has to infiltrate the school that the villain sons go to in order to be able to approach him to complete his mission now the the spy decide that he need to find an orphan he go to a random location find an orphan find this cute little pink-headed sailor moon wannabe type of girl and the owner of the orphan uh orphan who was like yeah yeah uh she's kind of a weirdo but if you want to take her take her out I, I you know get her out of my hand and it, and it looks like she's very intellectual, but a matter of fact, she's a mind reader. And the craziest thing is like when this guy is thinking about all of the things, you know, of, you know, possible uh, tactic and motion, purpose, she's reading her mind and reacting to the thoughts and not to the actual words that are coming out of his mouth, which give that little comic is a slice of life type of anime. But at the same time, there are some bloody moments because during a scene, there was a moment that, um, you know, homegirl get captured, 
you know, because she was messing around with his spy tool, gave away his location. Uh, uh, one of the mobs find out, boom, boom, kidnap her, whatever, right? But this guy is so smooth. This man is so smooth, right? His one of his best ability is his disguise, and he can disguise as anyone and gets away with it. He disguises one of the henchmen, pick up the girl, walks away. When they try to unmask, like, you know, the quote, quote, captured spy turns out to be the true henchman while the spy dressed as the henchman is run away, tells the girl to run to go home, be gone, go to the police. But she's reading his mind, be like, nah, bro, you are lying to me. I am not going to leave your side. I'm just, you know. You know spitballing of what occurred but i'm just very impressed on how they deliver this within 23 minutes you know what i'm saying and you know the guy doesn't doesn't know again she's a mind reader and she doesn't know that he knows that she knows he's a spy and it's just a fun little thing but going back to the scene right as soon as he tell you know take your ass go to the police department this man set up these badass trap and then had the most badass dialogue with the the the, the boss of the of, of that mob you be like listen i know who you are i know where you live i know you're very very loving of your daughter this is not the main villain but one of you know lower class mob boss right I know how old she is. I know what, like he was spitting down every detail in front of him and be like, listen, I'm going to walk away from this. You are going to walk away from this. But if you ever, ever, once again with the uh, YTJ, ever try to come after me, your daughter is donezo. And he walked out on scratch. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an anime that I'm really excited to see how it progressed because now he has to find a wife, okay? After the girl was able to pass the, the entrance exam, now the school needs to, you know, meet him and his wife, the mother that does not exist yet until the next upcoming episode. And we'll see how this smooth criminal, the smooth James Bond, blonde headed, pretty boy get away with it. Cause I'm really excited for it. I'm really am. I'm really am. Now this is what I'm not uh, too fond of, right? I, on so, you know, I'm, I'm on social media and I'm, I'm just not too impressed on how people nowadays are a little bit too sensitive about certain things, right? Uh, as it's shown here, TikTok anime fans criti criticize Spy X family. And in the caption, he said, I, I hate the way they sexualize the little girl in the show when she is with her dad. First of all, what? What? how my guy how this little girl never had a father this little girl escaped a facility because she is a like she's a mind reader she has a gift you know what i'm saying and they were trying to use her gift for the wrong reason and she escaped and she found a person 
who's willing to take her in, who amazed her, intrigued her on how his background story is, his his ability, his his power. You know, this man is willing to take her in, and she is grateful for that. And she's just showing hugs, love, and gratitude, just like any normal little girl would ever do. How is that sexualized? Why is certain people, why is certain individual try to ruin something that's just pure? I don't get that. I really don't get that. Unfortunately for those individuals, you could try it. You could try to, you know, children horses, blind spot hit. You could sucker punch. You could, you know, huff and puff. But just like Eminem, man, anime is not going nowhere. Anime, like, is not going to be shut down or shows are going to end because of certain fan-based service, which there is none, once again, none in the Spy X family show. There is none. Now, if you talk about Black Clover and we talk about Gucci and his little sister, sure. I'm 100% with you. Interspecies uh, reviewers, 100%. Goblin Slayer, yes. But we're, uh, what's Monty's favorite show again? How to Pick Up a Girl from a Dungeon. The title itself. <laughs> the title itself. But this show is, is, is like, nah, nah, guys. You, you sickos are really not going to get it you know the show is not going nowhere and you guys are just going to be haters that's it and again you can huff you can puff you can blind spot but anime the show i don't think it's going nowhere you know what i'm saying it, just like eminem people try to cancel him how he's eminem he's been doing it for years anime been around since what 1960s even earlier than that and they start to be more sexualized during the 70s and maybe more PG-13 during the 90s. But ain't, nah, ain't going nowhere. So that is my little rant moment of that little topic. What's your thoughts on it? Share in the comment below. But um, this is it. This is the opening episode for season six. Is it the best? Nah. Is, is the quality of, of my back screen, green screen, the worst? Kind of. But am I still showing the same love and passion that I've been for the past few years now? I hope so. Guys, this is a Shinobi unfolding, and I really hope you guys really enjoy, enjoy this episode. Please to continue to support us in all of our social media, the IG, which is, I think I'm just going to post episodes on it. I'm just talk i'm spitballing with you guys real quick facebook hopefully i can post more video but we're also part of the facebook podcast so you should be able to hear us audibly um but hoping visually our youtube it's still up there uh yeah that's that's where we're at the the big three uh if any other social media accounts are made and created and available, I would definitely share with you and hopefully to continue more conversation about so far two of my favorite show. And for those guests that's coming through, just make sure you have your show ready to talk about that either we're comment about or something that you would like to 
share with the world because that's what the shinobi upholding is all about is telling the story of the perspective of the underdog so i'm jay aguila i say buenas noches thank you good night <laughs>